God is with you. Let us pray. God of rising sun and gentle rain, whose gifts are uncounted, whose care is uncaged, free us from measured love, which keeps a record of wrong and fails before our violence. Take us outside the limits where we speak only with those who reflect ourselves. Recall us to your image through Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't talk about it much, but there is a magic that happens here at St. Mike's. I don't mean the rich discussion in our dialogue or the wonder of Bob's food, the giggles of the children, or the beauty of sharing our lives together. I mean the compost. Just outside the church walls in three boxes of three bins, good organic waste is diverted from landfills where it can break down into methane and other greenhouse gases. Instead, it is carefully cured until it is transformed into the stuff from which life will grow again. The process of composting, of converting organic waste into rich soil, is magical, but it is not magic. It consists of four stages. The mesophilic phase, the thermophilic phase, cooling, and curing. In the first stage, the mesophilic stage, bacteria combine with oxygen and water to produce carbon dioxide and energy. The pile temperature reaches about 110 degrees Fahrenheit, which is just enough to encourage bacteria to grow. That stage lasts for about a week. In the second stage, the thermophilic phase, the temperature goes up to 158 degrees Fahrenheit. When the temperature reaches such a high point, the harmful bacteria die. The seeds from the weeds are killed, and the pile starts to break down rapidly. Throughout this phase, the pile has to stay damp and needs plenty of air from churning. Next, in the cooling phase, the material returns to normal temperature and turns brown. Finally, a pile must cure. In curing, the larger organic material breaks down and the pile becomes consistent. Curing can take one to two months, say, 40 days. Here, with Lent on the horizon, we have some readings that prepare us for the journey. They remind us of the difficulties of this God-love life and why we need to slow down and draw near to the eternal wellspring. When I read this gospel passage, eternal wellspring is not the first thing that jumps to mind. 
This passage is not a warm and fuzzy one. In fact, it has lots of baggage. Divorce, sexual harassment, physical abuse, and of course, puritanical religious policies. Not a barrel of laughs, this one. As we said last week, Jesus sets the bar high. He's calling us to be our best selves. But this passage doesn't help me get there. Unless it does. Here Jesus reminds us that intentions matter. If you objectify someone in your mind, it has an impact. If you form unhealthy habits, be they sexual habits or thoughtless language, you can hurt someone. I love the Deuteronomy passage. Choose life. Choose life. Please note this has nothing to do with abortion or reproductive rights. Moses is talking about choosing life by trusting God and God only. To choose life, we set our intention on trusting God. Otherwise, we choose death by deifying and trusting things other than God. Wealth, accomplishment, self-righteousness, the Super Bowl, and the things they sell. Most of the time, the dominant culture deifies power and self-aggrandizement. If you don't set your mind on following God, you throw everything important away. I don't know if they had composting in ancient Jerusalem, but I know for a fact that they had a trash heap, a landfill. It was called Gehenna. It was said about this Gehenna that the trash was in a constant state of burning. Gehenna was a burning wasteland of discarded and unwanted things. Guess what the word in this passage is tra- that's translated hell is? Gehenna, Jerusalem's dump. It is not Dante's Inferno or a place with a red guy with a pointy tail. It is a trash dump. That's where we end up when we choose to trust things other than God. It's better for us to cut off anything that doesn't give us life in love eternal. Cut that junk off and bring it where it belongs. Gehenna. And bring the rest of you where you belong. In the fullness of life by trusting in God. Another way to look at this passage is an emphasis on the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. People tend to think that the spirit of the law is less stringent. Here, Jesus is saying that the spirit of the law actually requires more out of you. It is a deeper vision for a relationship, for love of God and neighbor. This might shock you, but church these days is not cool. Religion in general has taken the back seat. And frankly, I think it's because of this issue. Christianity has been depicted as too narrow, anemic, as if all this Jesus stuff is just some rules or a hypocritical club that excludes many and hurts others, be that through judgment or through sexual improprieties like child abuse perpetuated perpetuated by 
and perpetrated by clergy. Christianity is also depicted as submission to churchy words like salvation or catchphrases like Jesus is my savior or vacuous motions like praise hands or whatever. But that is not at all my experience. My experience of this way of Jesus is so much richer than the rules of that anemic submission and self-righteousness. It's as different as a burning trash heap is from a composting garden. These teachings of Jesus have threads to quantum mechanics, to neurology, to the forces of evolution, to the movement of the ocean and stars. It is a continuity of being that places us firmly in an interdependent web that stretches from the Big Bang to every single atom in every corner of the universe that is now or ever will be. We are part of love eternal's infinite unfolding, and we are responsible for how we help life flourish. We can choose death. We can choose the burning landfill, or we can take everything that has been, both the good, nourishing food and the poop of civilization, and help that transform into something that will sustain future generations. I choose life with all of its waste, all of its pain, all of its uncertainty, the earthquakes, the floods, the dying, the landfills, and all of its awe, all of its beauty, all of its intimacy, all of its love. I choose to look my three boys in the eye and see a twinkle of God. Choose life and find the company and comfort of love eternal. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.